0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Well, we want to welcome you tonight. We are learning about not giving in to the temptation to quit. Now, we've learned that When we think of temptation, a lot of times we think about sexual temptation, drug temptation, overeating, the list goes on and on. But when you look at the definition of temptation, it's anything that's going to pull us away from the word or the will of God. And quitting is the spirit of the enemy that wants to pull you away from who God's called and created you to be. So I want to encourage you to make a decision that I will not quit. I want you to begin to say that. To yourself and begin to get it out of your mind because if quitting is in your thinking it's just a matter of time before quitting shows up in your life and so I want you to say this with me I will not quit I will not quit on God I will not quit on my dream I will not quit on my purpose I will not quit on being the person God's called and created me to be so if you have your Bible let's go to Matthew chapter 10 verse 22 and you know as I've been preparing for today's message uh, and I've just reflected on how far God has brought me and just the process of growth and learning. And And if God can do that for me, I know He can do it for you, no matter where you're at or what you've gone through, that because of messages like the last two nights and tonight, my life has changed. My life has changed for the better. My life is, is uh, I, I'm in the process of learning and growing. And so I want to encourage you don't quit. <laughs> You're going to make mistakes just like we all do, but don't you quit. Whatever it is, don't you quit. Listen, listen to what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, but he who endures to the end will be saved. The person who endures to the end, in other words, the person who doesn't quit will be saved. Now, the word saved doesn't just mean Go into heaven. That's, That's part of it. That's awesome that you're going to spend eternity with God if Jesus is your Lord and personal Savior. But salvation means wholeness and completeness. And it means being saved from whatever you need saved from. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a financial situation. Maybe it's a sickness in your body. He who endures to the end will be saved. They will be saved. If you don't quit, then you will walk in the manifestation of the promises of God. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. This has been our foundational text um, of our teaching. And it says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So he lets us know that if if he tells us, don't grow weary, that should let us know we're going to have the opportunity to grow weary at some point in time in our journey. But we're making a decision tonight, I will not quit, and if I don't quit, then I will reap if I do not lose heart. We will reap. We will reap the manifestation of God's promise. We will reap the manifestation of His presence. We will reap if we don't quit. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, it says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Make sure that you're you're connected to people who are going after God. Make sure that you're connected to people who aren't quitters because, you know, we'll adopt the mindset. We'll adopt the faith. We'll adopt the per- perception of the people that we're connected to. Heather and I are very um, on purpose about the people we're connected to. And it says, Make sure that you don't follow quitters because God never promised to manifest His promises to quitters. (laughs) So say, I will not quit. I, I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus was not a quitter. John 17 verse 4, He says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. It glorifies your heavenly Father when you don't quit. He says, I've finished what I've been set on this earth to do. I've finished it. Jesus was a finisher. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, it's a choice of whether I'm going to finish, or it's a choice of whether I'm going to quit. And I've made up my mind, I'm going to finish. Not because of myself, but because of the goodness of God. God is going to help me finish. He's not only going to help me start the race, but He's going to help me when it seems tough. He's going to help me in the middle, and He's going to help me finish. Finish. Philippians 1, 6 says, Be confident That the very work that God started on the inside of you, He is faithful to complete it all the way up to the time of Jesus' return. In other words, He is going to help you finish. Say, I will not quit. You know, it's easy to start. It's easy to, to start going to church. It's easy to start reading your Bible. It's easy to start in your journey to discover who God's called and created you to be. It's easy to start in your race. I mean you think about, it. I don't know if you've done this or not, but you know, I've ran in a few races and and, and the beginning of the race, you know, there you have people they have their new outfits on and their new shoes and they might even have a sweatband on and some are neon and then you have some that you can tell they've they've run in a few races before and they've proven out their gear and and sure enough, everybody's excited and they start off and boom, the the gun goes off and everybody, they're excited, they're running the race and then it isn't too far that people start slowing down and it's not too far that people go from a a run to a jog to a walk and if you notice at the finish line, it really doesn't have a big crowd. (laughs) There's only one or two people at a time crossing the finish line, and I've already made up my mind, I'm going to finish, but it takes a no-quit mentality to finish, to finish, because there's times in the race that you know you've got to put a little bit more effort into it. There's times in the race that you gotta you gotta just pace it out. I mean, have you ever seen somebody running track? Maybe it's a young kid or something, and you tell them, "Okay, now now pace yourself. You're not out. Don't look back. Don't whatever you do. Don't look back." And they're running and they're giving it all they got, and they 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 look back, and <laughs> next thing you know, they're picking turf out of their hand. <laughs> Why? Because they they look back. They were winning. They were being the best them they can be. But they look back and it caused them to eat dust or turf or grass or whatever it was. <laughs> Make a decision. I will not quit. Don't you be a quitter. The devil's a quitter. God is not a quitter. Second Corinthians 2.14 says he always causes us to triumph. Have you noticed that the devil will say, it ain't going to happen this time. It ain't going to happen this time. I know that it happened last time. I know that God showed up last time. I know that He provided for you last time. I know that you got your healing last time. It ain't going to happen this time. And that's where you've got to open your mouth and say, uh-uh, he always causes me to triumph and always means the last time he showed up and he caused me to triumph. And this time he's going to show up and cause me to triumph. And five years from now, he's going to show up and cause me to triumph. And 10 years from now, I'm gonna sh- he's going to show up and cause me to triumph. He always causes me to triumph. Always. Say that. I'll always. It don't matter if it's in my marriage or my finances or my physical body or m- my destiny or dream. He always always causes me to triumph if I don't quit. There's not been one time in my life that God has ever let me down, that he's ever lied to me, that he's ever failed me if I do not quit. But that's a decision. God's not gonna quit being him let's don't quit going after him let's don't quit being determined that god cannot lie he will not lie he's not going to start lying with me let's be determined i'm going to release the force of patience and i'm going to stay steady in that race i'm going to stay consistent in my race and i'm going to finish i will not quit i will not quit i will not quit i will not quit go with me to hebrews chapter 12 and and you think about just the process of faith and and as, well, before we, we get to Hebrews 12, let, let's go to Hebrews 10. Let's kind of pause there and hit Hebrews 10 and Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12. And, and you think about the process of faith. Now, faith doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, the growth in your faith. When you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, Romans twelve three says that each one of us We're dealt the measure of faith, and we all start out at the same playing field, but then it's up to us to develop our faith. It's up to us to strengthen our faith. It's up to us to grow in our faith. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But James 2 says, Faith just isn't hearing, but faith is doing. So if I'm really after the heart of God, and I'm really operating in faith, then I'm going to be doing what I'm learning in God's word. How are you doing on that? Are you doing the last thing that God showed you to do? Are you doing what you learned about last night and the night before and Sunday at church? And are you are you doing? Are you being a doer of the word of God? Because that's who God says is blessed. That's who God says gets results, is the doer of the word of God. Now look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37 through 39. He says for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry now the just shall live by faith now now think about how important faith is now you and I we get saved by faith grace provides it faith takes it Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 he says then you're given the measure of faith he says now live by faith Romans 1 17 Hebrews chapter 10 verse 37 Faith is what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. So we must need to learn how faith operates. Verse 37, For yet a little while he who is coming will come and will not tear. Now the just shall live by faith. If you're born again, child of God, that's you. But if anyone draws back, in other words, if anyone quits, my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who draw back. In other words, we've made the decision, we're not quitting, we're not drawing back, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. See, Living by faith is making a decision that I will not quit. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to progress. I'm going to continue to move forward. And as you, you, you go from Hebrews chapter 10, you move into Hebrews chapter 11. And listen to what he says in Hebrews 11, 1 in the Amplified. He says now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we have hoped for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as the real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, now faith is faith is always in the now. Faith is not tomorrow, faith is not yesterday, faith is always now. Now faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title deed. And I want you to think about a confirmation number. I want you to think about a title deed. Maybe maybe you're going to take a trip and you call ahead and you you book reservations at the hotel and they give you a confirmation number. Now, you've never seen that hotel room. You've never seen, you've never been there. The wh- exact one maybe that you're going to stay in. But you'll, you'll book a, a plane ticket. You'll fly across the country all because you have a confirmation number and you believe that you have what you have the confirmation for. And so you land and you get a car and you go to the hotel and you go up and say, I would like to check in. And they say, well, who are you and do you have a confirmation number? Yes, I have a confirmation number. And they say, here is your room, all because you had a confirmation number. Well, God cannot lie. And when he says that he supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That is your confirmation number, Philippians 4:19. That's your confirmation number. When the devil says it isn't gonna happen this time, you show him your confirmation number, the scripture, the word of God, and he can't hold back the resources. 1 Peter 2:24. that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm not gonna be healed, I am healed. That's my title deed to my healing. That's my confirmation number, and you got it. And if, if you know that you have it, you think different, you believe different, you talk different, just like you know you have that room, so you're going to pack up and you're going to take the trip all because you have a confirmation number. That's what how powerful the Word of God is. Now, so in Hebrews 11, you see the heroes of faith. These are people who did not quit. I mean, they they parted the Red Sea. They shut the mouth of lions. They subdued kingdoms. I mean, they experienced the power of God because they did not quit. God doesn't manifest His promises to quitters. These in Hebrews 11, read it in your own time. They're heroes of faith. They made a decision. I don't care how hard it gets. I'm not going to quit. And then it moves in to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, these people that do not quit, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, notice what he's saying. He said, these people that did not quit, they're cheering you on. And he says, as you make the decision to run your race and not to quit, he says, lay aside the sin that's going to try to trip you up. See, if we're wanting to walk in the power of God, if we're wanting to walk in all that God has for us, I mean, we can't kid ourselves. Sin will trip you up. You can't live however you want to live and still walk in victory in every area of your life. I know people like to think that they can. They, I, I call it greasy grace. They they always say, well, well, the grace of God's got me covered. No, the grace of God is an empowerment for you to walk in relationship with God and for you to walk out the Word of God. It's an empowerment. So as you start your race, shift your focus from the sin that you're trying to overcome to the author and the finisher of your faith. Let's look at verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus. You're not looking under the sin. You're not looking under the problem. You're looking unto Jesus. And when you look unto Jesus, listen to what it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In other words, he began it, you make a decision. I'm going to keep going after God. I'm not going to quit. He says, he's the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Because if you focus on trying not to sin, you're going to end up sinning. Okay, so focus on Jesus. And you know what you're going to hear him say? Keep coming towards me. Keep coming towards me keep coming towards me. I've already ran this race and I've finished and now my spirit the no quit spirit that was in me is now in you. Now you keep going after the heavenly father. Don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. Don't focus on the sin. Focus on the deliverer who's already delivered you from sin and your desires will change. Your mind will change. You keep renewing your mind. Your focus will change. Your words will change. And the next thing you know, you look up and you don't even want to do what you used to do. You don't even want the drugs anymore. You don't want the alcohol anymore. You don't want the porn anymore. You don't want any of that stuff. your old nature anymore because you're just looking unto Jesus and you're making a decision. I will not quit. Now, if you fall in the process, you don't stay down. Remember Micah seven verse seven and eight. When I fall, I will arise, and you keep looking unto Jesus. Don't look to the problem. Don't look to the bill. Don't look to the sin. Look to Jesus, and He's going to cheer you on and tell you you keep running your race because it isn't just going to happen overnight as far as everything. Now, there's some things He can deliver you right now while you're watching. But a a lot of stuff, it's going to be a process. You know, I've I've seen a lot of healing. When I first gave my life to the Lord, the Lord delivered me from some stuff instantly, but then some stuff took years. Some stuff took time. The process of growth, the process of relationship with God... Just in healing a lot of times, there's times that God heals people instantly. I mean, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen, you know, broken bones come back together. I've seen dead animals come back to life. Uh, This one lady had a car wreck and a telephone pole, the part of the wood stuck in her skull and they couldn't get it out and she was there and you could just see her head was just lopsided and underneath my hand, I was praying for her and I felt the thing just dissolve. I don't care really whether you believe it or not. I mean, it's my experience and it's God's word and it's true and that happens but most of the time it's a process. It's a process of growth. It's a process of relationship. It's a process of I will not quit going after God and I will not quit receiving the promises of God. I will not. I will not. I will not quit until I walk in what God has promised me in His Word. I I hope you're saying that on the inside of you that I will not quit. Remember if we don't grow weary in well-doing, we will reap if we faint not. If we faint not, don't you faint. If you have a, um, a past of fainting, of giving up, of quitting, I want you to get that out of not only your mind, but I want you to get it out of your mouth. Joel 3.10 says, Let the weak say... I'm strong, or let the tired say I'm strong, or let the faint say that I'm strong. Instead of talking about how tired you are all the time, instead of talking about what you can't do, get that out of your mouth and say you have strength for your day. Say you have grace for every season. So you speak to your body, body, be strong, weariness, get out of here. I resist the temptation to quit because being weary is the beginning of quitting, if you stay in a state of weariness, it's just a matter of time. If you don't reroute that, you're going to end up quitting. If you're feigning, if you're that's, that's the beginning of quitting. And the devil, he's a liar. He When he tells you that you don't have the strength, when he tells you you can't do it, when he tells you it's not going to happen for you, you laugh and tell him, yes, it will happen. I mean, think about how far God has brought you and what if God takes you from where you're at and does the same thing again? Think about how far you're going to be. Think about that. That is awesome. That is so exciting. Now, you might be free now, but think about how much more free you're going to be, how much more victory you're going to walk in, how much more joy and peace and love and kindness and, and, and faith you're going to walk in if you do not quit. The person who does not quit walks in the promises of God. Say, I will not quit. Now, now go with me to Psalms 105, verses 17 through 19, because you hear people say a lot of times, well, I tried to live by faith, and I tried to go to church, and I tried to pray, and I tried, and, and it just didn't work for me. But really what happened is there's, there's no way that if you really were in faith that you didn't get results. So, so I want you to think about this. Could it be possible that you weren't in faith? Could it be possible that you didn't really maybe know about faith? Yeah, you might have the bumper sticker and all the tapes and CDs and, and the jewelry and everything else and say, I love Jesus and go to church, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in faith. Could it be that maybe you missed it? Could it be that you made a mistake? Could it be? <laughs> I mean, think about it with me. He's perfect. We're not. So could it be that we made a mistake and that God's word is true and God cannot lie and God is faithful and if we do it God's way, then we're going to get God's results. But a lot of times, now think about this with me, a lot of times we want to bring God down to our way of living and we want to serve God the way we want to serve God and we think God's okay with that. See, true servanthood is serving someone the way they want to be served, not serving them the way I think they should be served. And especially in America, and I know those of you who are watching this in other parts of the world, a lot of times we want to do it on our conditions, on our terms. God, I'm going to serve you my way. I got so much important stuff going on. I don't have time for church. I don't have time for the Word. I don't have time to grow. I don't have time to develop. And so I tried it, and it just didn't work. So I'm just going to go through life and this, la no, you were tried and you didn't work. <laughs> you think that could be possible? Psalms 105, I think so. I think anytime that we missed it, it's us. It's not God. He's always right. Psalms 105, verse 17 through 19. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. His feet, they hurt with fetters. He was laid in chains of iron. His soul entered into iron until his word to his cruel brother came true Until the word of the Lord tried and tested him. Until the the word of the Lord tried and tested him. So so what he's meaning there, at 17, Joseph had a, a dream from God. Had a word that was placed on the inside of Joseph. And you know what? It didn't happen overnight. He went from having a dream this is God's plan for my life, really excited, really pumped up, tells his brothers, tells his dad, his brothers didn't like it so much, put him in a pit, but he didn't quit believing. Got out of the pit, was promoted, but then he was falsely accused of rape by Potiphar's wife, but he didn't quit believing that the word that God promised would come to pass. Then he went to prison. He went to prison, and and while he was in prison, he didn't quit believing. Thirteen years in the process, at age 30, he starts seeing the promise come to pass. But the only way that the promise came to pass is because he did not quit believing. He did not quit... Focusing on God. He did not quit worshiping. He did not quit praising. He did not quit. If he would have quit, he would have never seen the promise of God come to pass, even though it was the will of God. People think, well, just because it's the will of God, it's going to come to pass. That is not correct. We have a part to play. So if you're believing for something and it didn't happen, you know what? It can still happen. It might. You might have been believing God for a week. It can still happen. A month, it can still happen. A year, it can still happen. Five years, it can still happen. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, it can still happen if you do not quit. Don't you quit. Remember, remember in Habakkuk chapter two, whenever he tells us, you and I, to write the vision and make it plain? I just want to read this scripture to you. Verses 2 and 3, And the Lord answered and said, Write the vision, engrave it so plainly upon tablets, that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly, as he hastens by, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. And it hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint, though it tarry, wait earnestly for it because it will surely come. It will surely come. It will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Why would God tell you and I to write down our vision? Because it could not come to pass overnight. It might take a little bit, so we're gonna need to keep it before us. And he says, don't you quit. There's an appointed time for it to come to pass. You keep growing. You keep developing. You keep developing your faith. You keep renewing your mind. You keep being faithful. You keep just today. Just, see, faith is always now. So there's to, to, to grow in faith. How do you do this? So, so you get up and just today you connect your heart to the promises of God and you renew your mind to the word of God and you begin to speak the word of God just today. And if I truly believe it, you know what? There's going to be some indicators in your life. There's going to be joy. There's going to be peace. Romans 15, 13 says, There's joy and peace in believing. Because you can just run your mouth, but when you're really expecting, there's going to be joy. Joy is a it's an indicator. It's a, it's a gauge on our life. So if our joy level is low, our belief is low. If our joy level is low, our strength is low. If our joy level is low, then our faith is getting low. And so... You never see a person in faith that's sad, depressed. You with me? Because if we truly believe that it can happen, if we truly believe that it will happen, we truly believe that God cannot lie, then we're going to have peace and we're going to have joy. Now, now go with me to Luke chapter 8. And let's, let's look at this process real quick because you, we've got to realize that if I don't quit, I win. God always causes me to triumph. Luke chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. And this is the parable of the sower. And the sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and thorns sprung up, and it choked it, but others fell on good ground. And sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, all through this process, if we really understood this process, in Matthew's account of this, you can look at Mark chapter 4, Matthew 13, you can see all the different, their perspectives on it. But in Matthew 13, he talks about when you don't understand the word, then the enemy steals it that you hear the word but it lands on hard soil it's talking about the conditions of our heart hard soil and the enemy comes in immediately steals the word you know all throughout the bible it talks about the condition of our heart in order for us to have a 30 60 100 fold return that we've got to not quit stay in the process you know we plow up the fallow ground We sow the seed of the word of God. We water the word of God. We water the seed with our words. It's a process to get to 30, 60, 100 fold. But it comes by not quitting, not quitting. So the disciples, asked Jesus, what what does this mean that you're talking about these parables? And in verse verse 9, Luke 8, verse 9, he says, then his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he says, now this parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Now we're talking about not quitting. We're talking about getting a harvest. He says the seed is the word of God. So if I want a different harvest in my life, then I've got to sow different seed. The results of my life right now are because of seeds that have been sown in my life. And when I understood this parable, Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable here, you're not going to understand how the kingdom of God operates. Spend some time understanding the seed is the Word of God, and if we get the seed of healing, we can have a harvest of healing. If we get the seed of finances, we can have the harvest of finances. If we get the seed... so if I'm needing a harvest of wisdom, I don't necessarily need to get seed on water baptism. <laughs> you with me? <laughs> so whatever area. I'm wanting a different harvest in, then I've got to get new seed to sow in my heart and flush out all the old bad seeds because all my heart knows how to produce, whether it's a good seed or a bad seed. But it takes, I'm not going to quit until I see the harvest. Remember, don't grow weary and well-doing for at the proper time you will reap if you faint not. If you faint, if you don't quit, you sow the seed, harvest is coming. Now, let, let's keep looking here. Verse 12 Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Verse 13, But then the ones on the rock are those when they hear and receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in a time of temptation they fall away. I want to read it out of Mark's account of Mark 16 and 17. Listen to this. And in the same way, The ones sown upon stony ground are those who, when they hear the word, at once receive it, accept it, welcome it with joy. There's the joy. Remember, when you, you receive the word and you believe it, there's joy there. And they have no real root in themselves, and so they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they're offended, displeased, indignant, resentful. They stumble and fall away. In other words, they quit. They start out believing God's Word with joy, but then they quit. They give up. They cave in. They throw in the towel. They're the the runners at the starting block. They're at church, and they're praising the Lord. They're the the runners in the race that have the new new shorts on and the new sweatband and the new new sneakers. And then they're ready to run their race. And, oh, bless the Lord, that is the greatest thing ever. God wants me healed. God wants me blessed. But... Here comes trouble, here comes persecution, here comes long time, here comes a process of growth, here it comes, and they get offended, they get disdignant, they get displeased, they throw in, they fall away, they quit. And when they quit, they never see the harvest. If you quit, you never see the harvest. Do not quit, I will not quit. Seeing God's Word, hearing God's Word, saying God's Word, receiving God's Word, even when I don't understand, even if it's taking a long time, when the devil shows up and he tries to convince you it's not happening this time, you say, yes, it is happening. Today, I'm going to stay in faith. And if I'm in faith, my thinking is on the Word, my focus is on the Word, my words are on the Word, my expectation is that God is working. See, the devil can't stop God. The devil can't stop angels. The devil can't stop the Word. The devil can't stop. The Holy Spirit And he can't stop you and me If we do not quit He says But understand this parable That I've got to get a hold of the word If we understood this You know what would happen If we understood That if I can just get God's seed in my heart To produce God's will in my life the churches would be full. Conferences would be full. There would be more than just a couple of thousand watching tonight. There'd be millions online just, okay, okay, I'm ready for the Word because this Word goes into my heart. God cannot lie and it's going to produce this harvest. I'm going to walk in healing and wisdom and provision and joy and peace and victory. He always causes me to tr- Always causes me to triumph. He says this is the way faith operates. This is the way the kingdom of God operates. He says if you don't understand this, You're not going to understand the way that God operates. Now, go back with me to Matthew 13, verse 31 and 32, and we're getting getting closer to being done here. But let's finish strong, okay? Let's, Let's keep our ears open, our heart open, our mind open. We're going to give learning our best. Matthew 13, verse 31 and 32, he says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his fields, which in indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air nest in its branches. So I want you to see from the least to the greatest. He says this is the way the kingdom of God operates. This is the way the seed is operating. This is what's taking in place in your heart, in your life right now, When you make the decision i will not quit he says you go from the least to the greatest from a mustard seed to a tree from the sickest to the healthiest from the poorest to the richest from the slowest to the fastest from the dumbest to the smartest (laughs) from the least to the greatest if you will not quit A a mustard seed is so small but inside that mustard seed, it has the potential to grow up to at least 15 feet. And so you, you think about it. I mean, when you think about it, he says, okay, this is the way the kingdom of God operates. Remember in Luke 17, verses 5 and 6, and you know, the disciple says, Lord, increase our faith. He says, well, if you would have faith as a mustard seed, you would say. He was saying there's power in the mustard seed. And, and so I got to thinking about, this, this, what, what if you and I, we're inside the mustard seed because see, from the, the least to the greatest. And so from a mustard seed to 15 feet, that mustard seed might be thinking, okay, I've got a long ways to go. I, I want to encourage you, don't think about how far you have to go. Just be in faith today. And, and this is something I've, I've adopted for years now that, okay, I was such a mess when I gave my life to the Lord. But I made a decision, okay, I can change at least 1% today. I can have at least one better thought today than I did yesterday. I can learn one new scripture today than I did yesterday. What was I doing? I was taking the seed and I was putting new seed in my heart so I could have a new harvest in my life. And and today I can change at least 1% today. And tomorrow I can change at least 1% tomorrow. And the next day I can change at least 1%. And you do that every single day. And at the end of the year, 365 days in the year, you get to introduce you to a new you because of the seeds that you're sowing in your heart. Now you you think of this seed the seed isn't thinking about it so far away because in reality, where you're at now, it might seem like it's a far away thing for you to receive your healing, that your financial breakthrough is so far away. Your deliverance is so far away. Your your salvation is so far away. Romans 10 says, "Now it's, it's in your heart and it's in your mouth. He was saying, if you'll apply the process of the kingdom, you might feel like a mustard seed right now, but you're gonna get there. Remember remember he's saying, okay, I'm going to take you from a seed to a tree. God might be talking to you about how he's going to use you. He might be talking to you about your calling, about your assignment, about what you're created to do, but you feel like a little seed. And it seems so far away for you to become who God is saying. And God is saying, you're eventually going to grow to a point that you'll, you'll have branches that people will be able to eat from your fruit and eat from your life. And you'll be able to help them. And you just feel so far away. You're not as far away as you think you are. Think, think of the mindset. Think of the heart. Use your imagination with me here. If we're inside the mustard seed, and that mustard seed is planted and God created it, to become a tree. And that mustard seed, it begins to push. And it begins to push and it begins to push and it begins to push and it makes a decision. It don't even think about quitting. It's not even in its DNA. I will not quit. And the next thing you know, it pushes and it breaks through the ground and it and it keeps pushing and it keeps growing and it keeps pushing and it keeps growing and it keeps pushing and it keeps growing. And now it's 3 inches tall and it keeps pushing and it keeps growing and now it's 3 feet tall and it keeps pushing and it keeps growing and it will not quit. Quitting's not even an option. And it stays in the process and now here comes a branch and here comes a limb and here comes some leaf and it keeps growing and it keeps growing and it keeps growing and it keeps pushing it and, and here's wind and here's lightning and here's hell and here's thundering but on side of it it all it knows to do is just grow to its full potential and the next thing you know it's 15 feet with branches out the birds are resting on it and it's becoming and it is what it was created to be he says that's the power of a seed That's the power of you and me. That's the power on the inside of us because creating the image and likeness of God as as human beings, we can grow on the inside. We can just keep pushing. It don't matter if the lightning's there, the hail is there, the rain is there, the wind is there, the storm is there. You keep growing. Do not quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Get quitting out of your thinking. Get quitting out of your mouth. Get quitting out of your heart. Don't you quit on your family. Don't you quit on your marriage. Don't you quit on life. Whoever's dealing with suicidal thoughts right now, don't you quit on, don't you quit on the people that care about you. It's selfish. You get a hold to yourself. The devil's a liar. That is a form of quitting. Don't you quit. There's more in you. Keep pushing. There's more in you. Shift your focus. There's more in you. The greater one is on the inside of us right now. If you've had a habit of quitting, I want you to begin to resist weariness right now. I want you to begin to resist quitting right now. I want you to make a decision. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. Keep going after God. Keep growing. Stay in the process. God bless you guys, and I look forward to seeing you another time.